0: You come here, you're on Disney Plus, you're looking for something to watch. Should you watch Loki? That is what we're talking about today. I'm one of your hosts, Sergio, and to get today I'm here with just Matt, yep. as the other two are at work. Yep,
1: everybody else is busy, and so it's only us for today.
0: Yes, and this is the the first of our so you think you can reviews um on uh the twenty twenty one mini series Loki featuring Tom Hiddleston as Loki as well as well we'll get to that when we talk spoilers. This will be the non-spoiler section. Uh we will alert you when there are spoilers but if you don't care keep watching. You've already seen it in yeah, then go ahead and keep watching. If you don't if you don't bleh, if you do care then turn off when we say to turn off.
1: Yep, we'll make a, a a loud stop watching signal. Don't stop watching now. Stop watching later.
0: Yeah, yeah, later.
1: All right. Uh oh, I think that's the ground covered. Where do we want to start?
0: Well, I think we should give a, a brief like, like synopsis of the series. Um, for those who who aren't in the aren't aware. So this series takes place. Um, me. I guess, it w- I guess I would say it takes place mid-endgame because it picks up when Avengers Loki takes the Tesseract from Thor Endgame spoilers, I assume everyone's seen it, yeah. Get over it. It's so- kind of hard
1: to say when it takes place in time, most specifically the moment in Avengers Endgame when Loki dive bombs after the Tesseract and just fucking pff, himself away literally the second following that scene is where the show picks right up from
0: Yes, so he por- he so he portals away, but before he can do anything, he is arrested by uh, a a large black woman who, uh, <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, slows him down and takes him to a place called the TVA. And as Loki finds out, the TVA or Time Variance Authority, um, basically, uh, they don't like the multiverse. They think it's quite cringe, and not based, and they stop. Uh, what's called a nexus event from happening, where somebody does something that they weren't supposed to, and it starts creating a branching timeline. They then put them on trial for their perceived crimes against the timeline, and uh, they are uh, killed. But Loki isn't killed because uh, Owen Wilson shows up as Owen Wilson. He's like, wow, Loki, you're my favorite Avengers character. Not really. But he, he he is a proclaimed fan. And he's like, alright, listen, Loki. There's another Loki out there. And the only way to catch a Loki is to use a Loki. And that is where the series begins.
1: Yep. it's a, It's a very interesting start to the series. Is what I would say if the first episode wasn't really clunky. It's conceptually fascinating. In practice... The jokes are in full force, and like a lot of things that people don't like about Marvel humor, it just... The first episode is a little off-tone, and I think everybody kind of agrees the show is way better on the second episode going forward, just because the first episode spends so much time with weird one-off puns that don't go anywhere, don't come back, and ultimately i think kind of detract from the real value that the tva brings to the marvel universe Mm-hmm. with a, my uh
0: go ahead all right no you can bash
1: well with with loki loki is a very interesting character and people have been excited to see him be a main character for a while so it just felt so weird to focus so much attention on these little one-off joke characters anyways go ahead
0: uh, the, the... The the Tumblr fangirls are finally vindicated that their favorite character, and also Matt's mom's (laughs) favorite character, is getting his own show.
1: Yes. This is true.
0: What were your general thoughts of the the six episodes?
1: Uh, Uh just of the whole show in general?
0: Yeah, yeah, just the whole show.
1: Uh, I think they were fun, and I think they were entertaining in a way that is not reminiscent of the rest of Marvel. It is uniquely Loki that makes it
0: fun and interesting for people and it's very yeah it's very subdued like it's still like big, big budget like it looks like like if they spent like 200 million dollars on a Marvel movie it looks like they spent probably not 200 million dollars but quite a few millions to the fact that it looks pretty cinematic and yeah. while there are big like set pieces they're more just kind of like stuff that happens there's it's no like background. big CGI battles there's there's not gonna be like big explosions everywhere and you know people taking damage they shouldn't be able to take
1: yeah no it's it's very much a subdued show compared to the rest of marvel which again uh personally i was fucking ecstatic to have a show like that finally finally we have something that really is entirely its own thing From beginning to end. If you're the kind of person who likes Marvel crossover stuff, you might not like this as much as other things. I mean, it sets up a lot of Marvel stuff. Don't get me wrong. But from the word go to the end, the actual conflict of the story is its own conflict. And no other things really come in to infringe on that or influence it.
0: Mm-hmm. well what did you think um about uh i i i I, re- I really liked it um like from its concept because i love i love time travel stories and i love time so the, the i was already kind of hooked from the, the the like the beginning until like it's it's premise and i think um uh like the the whole concept of like the variants and stuff like that as much as People have a big problem with those. Sh- this show's world building, which we'll cover later in the spoiler review, because I don't want to give anything away. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was another like interesting facet to the the Marvel universe, and the world building that it will later set up is fairly interesting.
1: I agree. If you like the Marvel crossover stuff, the ending of the show is going to be. Jizz your pants off, kind of fascinating and
0: fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. But do, but 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 don't think like Doctor Strange is gonna show up or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, don't don't be fooled like people who watched Wandavision were fooled. Like I was fooled. It, it it's it, it, that doesn't happen. It just
0: doesn't. Yeah. No, no more Marvel stars and directors going. Oh, big big boy cameo in this episode, and then you watch it, and there's either not a cameo or there is a cameo, but it's like. We ha- we brought in this actor, uh, who's famous as like one of those type of cameos, not like an in universe kind of cameo.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It no no weird shit like that happens. There's a lot of weird shit that happens in Loki, but the meta narrative around it is ironically much less of a meta narrative than something like WandaVision was. Hmm.
0: Uh, uh one thing i want to talk about is the set design uh the just the the, the general look of the show um very good like like very like good. the 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 tva is like this kind of like retro futuristic like big office building i've heard it being compared to like a space dmv at one point it's got like really like nice like moody lighting there's also a a, a pretty interesting scene in like a few sure like Walmart type area where it's like raining there's like it looks like a big like 2050s like superstore that, that they're in and then there's also a pretty spectacular thing that happens in well the last episode 5 and episode 6 pretty interesting visual location slash set I don't know how much of the, the, the thing I'm talking about in episode 6 was a set but at least it felt like they were actually in this like big like castle area
1: yeah and I you know production stuff in Marvel wow the Marvel elements looked good but you know it is impressive compared to the other two shows we've seen so far WandaVision was literally sitcoms well done high budget sitcoms but it was sitcoms through and through whether it was intentional or not, and it looked as good as it needed to. And I could say probably the same for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It looked as good as it needed to. Loki looks better than it needs to, honestly. It's very visually stimulating in a lot of sequences, which is good because it's a detraction from... Not a detraction. It's a huge takeaway take off from the usual Marvel experience. There's very little action there. There is a fight in almost every episode. Is there a fight in everyone? I think there is, Then thinking I,
0: back on it. I, yes.
1: Um, do you mind if I segue into another topic?
0: Yes. The uh, fight the scenes. F- the fights
1: fucking suck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, that reminds me, I just read that the director who directed most of these episodes is leaving the show after this first season. Thank God, because yeah. she doesn't know how to direct action, yeah. whatsoever.
1: No, no, no issue with her personally, but good lord, the fights, just the action sequences. I shouldn't just say fights. Anything that is intense action, character movement, is terrible. And well, I, I, I would
0: say, like, I would say that like the chase slash running sequence in the third episode is very good
1: yes that one was good but anything that's got key influence over the narrative of the story and didn't come there's like a couple of good action scenes the final fight is an actually well choreographed fight not perfect not even I would say spectacular but good bordering on pretty good pretty good bordering on solid I should say yeah. Um there's one scene where a character There's actually multiple scenes where a character escapes and you have no idea how the character could possibly have gotten out of the situation the way it happened. It it's particularly egregious in one instance, I don't want to spoil anything, but um can we can we talk about the first episode in detail? Yes. Okay. First episode Very tense chase sequence for Loki. The TVA is trying to catch Loki inside of their own base. And he somehow has obtained this little device that lets him jump around either teleporting in time or in space. It's a little unclear how the device functions, but the person has to activate it. You can jump around in time and space. And Loki is almost whacked with the super death lightsaber end of one of the TVA's beat sticks, okay? And this this is the the big black woman who comes up and does this to him. She does not hesitate. She fucking tries to bash his stolen with that business end of the beat stick. And it is tense. Okay? It's interesting. She is going for the throat. Okay? He teleports away at the last possible second. She doesn't get him with the business end of the beat stick. She finds him two minutes later, and for some reason, she does not open up with hitting him with the business end of the beat stick. Instead, she tries to hit him with the soft end, and then try to go hand-to-hand with him. And for the life of me, I can't come up with a possible reason she would do that. She doesn't have a conversation with somebody that's like, Hey, maybe you should not prune Loki. And she's like, i I don't she doesn't even have a discussion with it, but her current attitude was still, yeah, I don't really give a shit. And i I just don't get it. Why that in the second fight with Loki, where she is defeated, this is the this is the reason I have a huge problem with it. She is beaten by Loki purely because she did not open up with the business end of the beat stick. And that is a perfect example of why so many action scenes in the show just don't work. They narratively don't work. And I think that's the worst reason for an action scene in a show like this to not work. They had one job with that and they didn't get it a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, and I also feel like certain moments that should should be at least like a, like a prolonged fight, the director just chickens out of and it just like ends within like a punch or something.
1: Agreed. Very much agreed. Just, just all around lacking fights. Things just, just, just don't really make sense a lot of the time. Don't know why, but that's how it turned out. Which is unfortunate because, you know, it's it's Marvel. They could have really great fight scenes constantly. Honestly, uh, just didn't didn't come out that way this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh so that, what are you, What about the acting
1: Uh, acting ranged I would say from somewhat poor to really excellent I think is it Tom Hiddleston who's the actor for Loki yes Tom Hiddleston is uh, fuck who's the actor Paul Bettany this yeah. was for Tom Hiddleston what WandaVision was to Paul Bettany and uh, is it Elizabeth Olsen
0: Elizabeth Olson. Elizabeth
1: Olson. This was great for Tom Hiddleston because he could act, he could really flex his acting chops here. I mean, there are some beautiful, fucking beautiful scenes of him just being Loki. I literally, it does not feel like a person who is acting as Loki. It just straight up is the character, like I'm reading from a comic book. That's how much I believed it was Loki. And that really is purely because of Tom Hiddleston's performance. He was given some good script work, but he does very well. Very, very well. Great, great props to him. There is... uh, I'm going to refer to her as the... There's a fancy term here. The deuteragonist. The secondary protagonist. Yes. Uh, She also gets some very, very solid acting moments. Uh, There was a kid actor... At one point, who was middling, as I recall, sort of just a middling, but that's how a lot of kid actors are. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, Owen Wilson, big props. So it's the Wow Man himself.
1: You can for, almost for one. Go ahead.
0: For once, I finally felt like two characters were actually bantering and having chemistry with each other. Where I felt like in Falcon and Winter Soldier, a lot of like a lot of the banter felt like really forced. I didn't really understand why these two character. Well, I should say, Fal- between Falcon and the Winter Soldier, their bickering Bannery relationship didn't really feel real. Like I was like, why do they have a problem with each other?
1: Yeah, I think the issue there is it almost feels like they're at each other's throats at times, which they try to set up, but it just doesn't feel believable. But Loki like, has like like
0: just. Mm-hmm go ahead like, like, like just because just because uh because I, I think i think i saw it in like the behind the scenes thing where they're like we want to build off the relationship that we saw with civil war remember when bucky was like like bucky had the seat like all the way back and then he was then falco's like could you raise it he goes no they saw that and we're like yep that's how those two characters interact with each other
1: yeah and like that's the depth of them most of their discussions which is quite sad Loki doesn't do that. Loki goes the smart, mature direction, and the bantering is often used by characters to ignore parts of the conversation they would just rather not engage in. And that's very realistic. That's human. That's human emotion right there. And I like that. I like that quite a bit. And again, I like that almost partly because it just isn't what we've seen from the rest of Marvel. A lot of Loki is like that. There's just so many things that aren't like the rest of Marvel. And I, I'm just the kind of guy who likes that.
0: Yeah, also, um, uh, I will also say uh, uh, the actor uh, Richard E. Grant, who plays a older version of a existing character, no spoilers, but he kills it. I mean, usually when that guy is in things that I've seen, he usually kills it. Like he was uh in uh not 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 a role that I'm going like this is one of his best performances. Uh, he was the villain in Logan, but he was also in Rise of Skywalker as like an imperial like general. And like for the five minutes he was on screen, he really sold it as being a villain. I was like, wow, I really wish he wasn't in this movie because he's being wasted. But like, I believe him <laughs> as this, this like intimidating, like imperial moth.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I remember the role that you're talking about. I, I'm not quite sure I do, but I, I think I do. I think I do. <clears throat> and um, he, he did a good job. A lot of the actors did pretty solid jobs, honestly. Especially, um, going back, the Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, and Mobius. Mobius. Yes. Uh, the, the back and forth between those characters is so organic, it's so good it's so nice, it's not perfect I, I think I might be talking it up a bit too much, but compared to a lot of other Marvel dialogue, back and forth banter, it's just natural it just feels like humans are talking on screen v- very different from most of Marvel
0: oh and the score beautiful yes,
1: yes. Great. music, very good very good music, it's Again, I think what I like the most about it is it is truly unique to the show, and it gives it that unique identity that's not present in most other Marvel things.
0: Also, I really like Marvel credit scenes, and I think that WandaVision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and this one all have really good uh, end credits. Uh, not, not not end credit scenes, but like the the credit sequence is the words I'm looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I agree. Mostly also gives you an excuse to listen to the show's theme for another two minutes, which is a bop.
1: Indeed. It, it's a good theme. I'm kind of sad we haven't gotten, like, an actual opening intro to these shows. It's mostly just the title block.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we got some for WandaVision. We got a few theme songs. That, that's that's true. Thing.
1: That's true, but that was sort of... Well, yeah, that was a good decision there, but I wish we could have, like, a, a classic Saturday morning cartoon intro for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or even a bit more for Loki. The music was good for all the shows, I just I just kind of wish we'd gotten to have a little bit more, just that tiny bit extra.
0: You know, that 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 reminds me of, because, uh, you know, in in WandaVision they gave Ag- Agatha a theme song, and then uh, the channel Screen Rant that does pitch meetings for the Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, uh, pitch pitch meeting. There's a line in there where like, and then we reveal that Sharon is the villain the whole time. Oh, are we writing a theme song? What? Oh, will the previous female villain got a theme song? Can Sharon get one too? No, I don't feel like writing one. <laughs> I, I was thinking today. it was, was like, that's that's the same thing for Miss Minutes.
1: Yeah, honestly. Uh, a lot of people hated Miss Minutes. I felt like she was okay.
0: She was fine. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, ha- always happy to see Tara Strong.
1: That was Tara Strong?
0: <laughs> that was Tara Strong. I didn't notice.
1: Yeah, that she does a good job. Of course, she always does a good job, so... Alright,
0: um, is there anything else you'd like to talk before we talk spoilers?
1: Well, thinking about it, we're probably going to have a lot of spoiler talk, so... I, I'd want to get one other big thing in there. Um... Oh should we give a general recommendation now?
0: Yes watch it
1: watch it and, if you like Marvel call. if you like the rest of Marvel and you're not sure you'll like this at the very least you have to see the ending. The ending is yes. critical to understanding a lot of other stuff but you know they, they, it's a good show it's a decent show at the late at the least
0: yeah. yeah i I've seen a lot of people call the show boring and i think it's because from like the earliest trailers they're expecting like a like kind of like a rompy sci-fi action adventure but this is more of like a slow burn like character study there's mm-hmm. a lot of talking yeah, and walking around whatever but you it's do, not it's, it's interesting talking
1: yeah whatever you do don't expect it to just be guns blazing the whole way through it's not it's very different from the rest of marvel in good ways in a lot of good ways it's it's different like how WandaVision was different at the start, but then less so spaced out across the season. It's it's paced. It's even. It's consistently keeping that tone throughout, whereas WandaVision sort of melted back into standard Marvel formula stuff for the finale, which I didn't like very much. <laughs> um, this is consistently its own thing, and that alone deserves so much praise because more marvel stuff should be less afraid of going out and doing its own thing and you know this, that reminds me because
0: because we, we got like shang chi dropping this fall and you know that's like it's it's basically like a martial arts movie but like a marvel movie mm-hmm. i really hope that one just ends with just people throwing hands no CGI, just like just like a one-on-one fight. I mean, I'm sure they can you like use like their powers in the fight, but for the most part, it's two actual human beings in just, the room. Just beating the of each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I would love that. I would. Hopefully we get it. We'll see. Uh alright. It's time for spoilers. Don't keep watching if you don't want to have spoilers for Loki. I mean it. We're going to spoil it. It's going to happen. Okay, so, female Loki. Who the fuck was on crack when they made that decision?
0: I I feel like that was the natural choice. Um, This is the deuteragonist we were talking about. Yes, Uh, this is the secondary protagonist. Yes, Sylvie. Uh,
1: Not Loki, she's Sylvie. She is literally female Loki, but she goes by Sylvie to ostensibly make it less awkward for the script writers and the actors
0: yes um so a lot of people were very confused on why they didn't get uh long-haired black goth gf loki uh in in the comics um loki gives some of his powers to a woman named sylvie Lushton, and she becomes the enchantress and it appears that they just amalgamated Sylvie and Lady Loki so she still has her enchantress powers but she's a Loki and retains the blonde appearance of Sylvie.
1: Yes, and she is a fascinating character. She the more I was thinking about this the other day, the more I think she is a perfect secondary protagonist to Loki in a show like this because Loki actually develops as a fucking character over the course of these 6 episodes. About as much or more than he ever got in the core Marvel yeah. films.
0: If if you were worried that we were just gonna have like douchebag Avengers twenty twelve Loki running around, that's not the case. He redevelops he gets- or well you you you, you kinda learned that maybe he wasn't the, the horrible person that Thor One and uh, Avengers made it out to be. But he is still a bad guy at the start of
1: this. Yes. Very much, very much a bad guy. But he's, a self, he's more self-serving than he is outright malicious. Yes. However, he develops very quickly with great, with great speed that is sensibly done. It is not out of nowhere. Uh, probably my favorite decision they made in the show was to show Loki his whole life... If he hadn't gone to the TVA, they show him that he gets to reignite his brotherhood with Thor, that he gets to go on some adventures with him, that things can be better for him. And then the only way it could go for him for most of the show or for 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 the whole timeline is he must die. He has to try to fight Thanos and he sees his own death because he wanted to protect his brother and I think that was a great decision to do it it just speeds up so many things with very little need to do so it it, it just pushes things along in the perfect way and I think it was important they did
0: that they did it that way yeah I also just generally like the trope of person like seeing someone's reaction to what they would uh to like what they would eventually do and you know sometimes you get reactions like well, i would never do that or what that happened which is a lot of what happened with Loki when he finds out that he got his mom killed and that he not not not, not that he it, he wasn't bothered by the fact that he got killed by Thanos but he was more touched that thor like he shared like one last moment with thor
1: yeah, that that was the important part was that he was with Thor near the end of his life. In the yeah. moment of his death, he was with his brother. It's um, what was I gonna say? I was just gonna say it's it, it was just smart. There's so many smart decisions. I, it's not giga brain of a show. They like, I can tell some people thought they were giga brains and they were right in the show, but thankfully they don't paint themselves they, into corners.
0: Th- 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 this show is really bad at setting up reveals it surprises like it'll be like oh wh- who's this variant of loki why aren't we showing their face i was like is it a girl is it not tom hiddleston and it was a girl and it wasn't tom hiddleston
1: granted they didn't put a lot of weight on that they just they don't show you who loki is for like the span of n episode that's about the total amount of time that you don't know who Sylvie is. Uh, she, d- to put it in perspective, Sylvie was a variant of Loki that was kidnapped by the TVA as a kid, and she was going to get pruned as a little girl. And she, this is the this is the scene, by the way, that sucks. Her escape from the TVA is the most trite, contrived. Five seconds of horse shit in the whole show. She is in the middle of the courtroom where there were guards. In other scenes, there are guards in that room. There are people watching who's in it. Some for some reason there aren't in that in that place. But you know what? Don't worry. She was personally escorted there by a TVA agent, and she is being held onto by the TVA agent, but This little girl this like eight year old girl manages to rip a device out of a 20 year old woman's hands and she manages to then run away far enough in the room that she can activate the device and get away somehow at eight years old. And that right there, that is a perfect example of how dumb the action scenes can get because that makes no sense.
0: And and a lot of that I think is on on the director because mm-hmm. I'm sure in the script it was like girl bites TVA agent runs away hits like script or maybe like, they like just that's said that moment she
1: escapes cleverly or something like yeah. that just left it yeah, up yeah that's when
0: you at the as the director need to go okay like I got this scene up I got guards in the room I got the judge I got the agent that's holding on to her someone needs to make some attempts to do something
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a poor decision. It's just very poor decision-making all around when it came to the action, which is unfortunate because they just didn't need to be that way. Don't know why it was, but she sucks at action, very unfortunately. Anyways, where were we? We were talking about Sylvie. Um, she is a variant who has lived on her own. She's a woman who has lived on the run from the Time variants Authority for her whole life her whole adult life has been spent in total fear of these people total abject terror running away never being able to trust them that's the setup for her character and it's why she's a good foil to our loki because she never had a thor to trust she never had was it her mother she never got to know Yes, Yes. she never got to know her mother So all of her trust, all of her built up relationships were non-existent She has nothing compared to even our Loki And it's interesting to see if you slide that bar of how alone Loki is One extra notch to the very edge She is that Loki She is brutal, she is ruthless And she she just has no sympathy for anybody. She doesn't even have ambitions to rule anything. She just wants revenge. It's it's really a solid choice for your deuteragonist, honestly. And she is really a great catalyst for much of the plot too. Um, would now be a good time to talk about the wokey arguments, or should we cover that later?
0: Okay, I'll, I I was I was playing doing the, the, the it's woke argument. So there's a group of people on the internet. I don't want to specifically name names because I do like these people and I'm not gonna go ah oh, yeah I hate such and such and I'm gonna go watch five more of their videos. I, I like them. And I respect their opinions, but they're the kind of people who like they see one like strong, diverse one wom- woman character. And they go, ah, SJW! Oh my God, Marvel's going woke MCU. But that's very much not the case here. Yeah, mm. and I feel like a lot of a lot of these people jump the gun when they see anything like this, like 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 a, like a woman who happens to beat a man, or a woman who talks down to a man, or you know, um. Just like, like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of diverse women. This, this. I'm not. I, I, I don't think these people are sexist and they're racists. I think that they are tired of a very specific, preachy sort of content that's been coming out lately. But Loki isn't like that.
1: It's really not. Now, yes, like I said before, she has been on the run since she was a kid. She is the villainous version of, not even villainous, she is the hurt, broken version of Loki. If you think Loki is hurt and broken, no. She is. And she has good reason to be that way. And I'll just say this. None of the women, despite very obvious check boxes for minorities in the casting call, none of the women, none of the characters in this show are based purely in i am this gender or i am this race so i'm going to do this thing it is there, totally there's not there's from not anything like that
0: there, there, there's there's not a there's not a captain marvel sequence where you get a bunch of men telling little carol oh you're a girl you'll never be able to do this what you can't join the military you're a girl Th- despite Women serving in the armed forces since literally the the Revolutionary War when they would just throw on, they would just cut their hair and go grab a cannon and participate.
1: Yeah, and again, it's not contrived in how she's even capable of beating Loki. She's been on the run, she's been aggressive, and she has skills our Loki doesn't have, which is how she makes use of them. Not to mention the fact that she's just... She has just been in more hand-to-hand fights than Loki has. Objectively yeah, a, speaking,
0: it, 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 it's also him slash her. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. It's literally, literally him versus himself. If there was any also, character, go ahead.
0: Also, I I want to I want to also say because we're on the topic of is Loki war? There there are two th- specific things they do to Loki, which doesn't ruin his character, and, and and I I'm completely fine with it. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. At all. But it's generally how this is done and how this is done in other media for Brownie Point. So on Loki's official like TVA spec sheet, it was like prisoner name, Loki Laufeyson. his sex is marked as fluid. And in a conversation with Sylvie, he reveals that he's bisexual. The problem with this is we don't get to see this at all. It's not like you have a scene where Loki turns into a female, which he has never done in the MCU, and somebody asks him. You're fine looking like that? And he's like, yeah, what about it? Or, um, you know, he mentions like, oh yeah, I used to be with princes and princesses. The better way to do that is there's there's a, there's a scene where uh, Lady Sith comes back in a time loop and Loki is reliving the memory of, he, he like cut her hair off and then she told him that like you stuck, you're always gonna be alone and she punches him in the balls. You could have said that she found him in bed with her boyfriend and then she mm-hmm. beat the shit out of him. But it just really feels like, gotta tick the box, gotta tick the box. And and I mean, if if you read like the original Norse mythology, yeah, Loki was getting fucked. He was fucking animals. So like, it doesn't surprise me that his canonical sexuality isn't straight. But there are better ways to go about this. That doesn't feel like you're just tacking off a box.
1: Yeah, and that's that's my biggest problem in a lot of, in a lot of Loki is the worst thing they do is they just check off a box rather than making it part of the character. It's, it, I know it's technically part of the character, but it just feels like a mandate. It just felt like it's,
0: it's 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 very superfluous. It's like yep. Loki's bisexual. Oh, cool. Does he kiss a man? No, he falls in love with a woman during the show.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> the one time they had a, they had a perfect chance it, to do it, they it, didn't.
0: It also wasn't it also wasn't to hide it from China because I saw the Chinese subtitles or the English subtitles of the Chinese dub of the show, and the line is unchanged. Nice. So it <laughs> so wasn't was even. No oh yeah, reason. we got. We, yeah, because yeah, usually like they, they like the you know like uh, like in Star Wars, there's like the two like female yeah, soldiers yeah, kissing them in the sword background. Sword. They cut out the Chinese release. Nope, it was in the Chinese release. They were just checking off a box.
1: Yeah, it's it's just so strange that that it's just so strange that was how that turned out, and I don't know why it um why it was like that. Oh, I, I'm probably making a bigger deal of it I'm just saying shit to say shit yeah, at this point yeah, It was a yeah, tiny little thing
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah it was a tiny little thing I mean it was a blinking you'll miss it thing I'm sure if, if you were just like zoned out for those Five seconds you probably wouldn't have picked up on it
1: Yeah there's there's a lot of little stuff Like that I, It's just funny It's just really funny that they do all this all the time And uh I don't know There must be a mandate or something like that There has to be There just has to be because it's too random it's too oh we we have to put this in for it to not be some kind of a mandate right am i just crazy
0: probably i mean i mean they've made some statements like yeah we're all focused on diversity and whatnot now we gotta put some more diverse characters in here but this doesn't it feels half-hearted it's the, the it's the equivalent of the company changing their twitter logo to gay pride for the month and then taking it off immediately afterwards yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty similar to that honestly really really similar to that um alright so that's that that stuff um Owen Wilson again really great character there is another While well, we're on the topic of Wilkie, there's a scene where Owen Wilson gets beat up and by beat up I mean pushed to the ground by a short, younger black woman, uh, Owen Wilson. How old is his character supposed to be in this? Like physically, what is his character's age?
0: It physically, I'm not sure because he has At the line about 50s. I don't know how. Old... Yeah, yeah. I mean, physically, he's 50, but he says like you know I the time time is different the TVA. I don't actually know how old I am. He may be like several hundred, but he's not physically aging. But I think it's safe to say that he is physically 50 or however yeah. old, ever old... Owen Wilson is supposed.
1: Not in very good shape we see this that he's not like doing a whole lot of stuff he gets does he get pushed around a lot in other parts i feel like he does like there's no I, physical conflict he ever does he,
0: anything in yeah yeah he doesn't do anything he's he, he's he's said to be someone who brings in variants but every time we see him he's got a strike team with him so he probably isn't actually doing he, combat he comes across
1: anybody. as the detective he doesn't come across as yeah Oh, I'm gonna I'm the hunter of variant. Nobody's like that in this show, thankfully. Yeah. But I to me, they went out of their way to show us he specifically is not a physically fighting character. He just isn't. Very simply. Very simply put. Um I think he specifically is a great character, and a lot of people were really pissed because they like him, because he's a great character, because he gets pushed to this gr- pushed to the ground. He has a weapon. And again, I, I I agree that it's a dumb scene, but this just young woman grabs the weapon out of his hands and just shoves him to the ground. When he was pointing it at her, it's one of those uh, phase beat sticks that prunes people again, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to blame that again, just on terrible action direction. She just literally reaches out Cuffs him a little bit, and then just grabs the weapon. I think it would have been far more great, far more effective storytelling if she had performed a complex physical maneuver clearly designed to disarm somebody. He loses the weapon, looks down for a second, looks at her, oh shit, then gets bopped down to the ground. That would have worked way better. Way, 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 way better. But, again, a lot of that is literally just bad fight direction bad choreography i don't i I don't think that's a mandated thing maybe it was but they could have done it in a way that was very well done and they just just sort of bland are there any other are there any other big wokey moments
0: i think that's i think that's just about it i mean i i'm i'm sure those people i mentioned they're they're big on oh yeah sylphie treats Loki, like little bitch, and he's like a like a, mm-hmm. like, a like a lovesick puppy for yeah, 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 yeah. most of the show. That's just
1: straight up not true. <laughs> they have a good relationship, but
0: they have Look, it's,
1: vulnerable it's moments. If Loki talking
0: other. to Loki, they're not gonna tr- they're not gonna treat each other like with the most you know, like with respect. I mean, does Loki treat anyone really well? So why would Loki treat himself the same way?
1: Yeah, but again, they both kind of get knock the fuck out sometimes in fact there's a great scene where she's gonna just break down the door going straight ahead she's not gonna bother being sneaky about it and she gets her cock clocked off by an old grandma with a shotgun and then our Loki tries the same thing and he's trying to be very clever about it but he makes a mistake and so then he gets his cock clocked off And the goal with that little storytelling moment, I'm actually realizing this as I'm saying it, is Sylvie's personality is fundamentally not the right way to go about things sometimes. Loki just makes mistakes sometimes. However... That pervades throughout the rest of the show, and a lot of people have tried to interpret that as, "Oh, she's a badass woman; she gets to beat up men," and blah 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 blah. Final side note: Loki is not a particularly masculine man, and him getting his shit rocked is not out of character. Or oh yeah, that's that's an- another thing:
0: is that this show emasculates Loki because he gets beat up, get talked down to. Not really. <laughs> like, 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 like. First of all, he is very much not in control. He is in the custody of other people who don't really see him as anything other than something that needs. He's a criminal. To be deleted.
1: He's a criminal in their eyes. So of course they're going to have to deal with him. They're going to have to sit him down. They're going to have to restrain him. Why and then, wouldn't and look, they? No,
0: no, no, nobody likes being talked down to. But it's not an attack on your masculinity. Yeah. It's just annoying.
1: And again, thank God, none of this show has to do with women being weaker than men, so they're going to rise up against the men. No, thank God, no, that's not the case in this show. It is not Captain Marvel. There are women who do better than the men, and yeah, it probably was a mandate, but honestly... That's why I like that the show isn't that focused on the action. It's focused on the character. It's focused on the backstory. It's focused on the lore. It's also it's interesting in that sense. Go ahead.
0: Also, also, as someone close to me complained, Loki cries too much in this show. Men cry.
1: They do. I can confirm this.
0: And you know there, there I say there are acceptable times when you should cry should not be a cry baby but is this is a very introspective show and loki starts to feel bad about all the terrible things he did he cries which is an acceptable thing to cry about i mean i'm sure if i tried to genocide the entire population of the earth and i felt bad about it i cry about it
1: yeah and he doesn't ball his eyes out he just gets sad he's just melancholy depressed he's a depre- he's a depressed character Continue though.
0: Yes, and on that, I think I think I think that covers all of the emasculation of Loki. Air quotation marks. Um, yeah, I think so. But I guess I guess let's 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 take our audience through the general narrative and then give our little comments about the episodes and whatnot. Sure. Starting
1: from all episode right. So one, we, what are we uh, uh,
0: episode one. So episode one, as we mentioned, you know he gets he gets processed at the TVA. Um. Uh, you know, Owen Wilson pulls him aside, um, and then Owen Wilson takes him to the time the time theater, where um, he shows him his entire life. And Loki admits to Owen Wilson Mobius that everything he's ever done is just an act. It is the illusion to make people want to follow Loki. He's acting the role of the conqueror to instill fear in them because to him, that is the only way anyone is going to take him seriously. Which I think later kind of plays into the um what happens later. And also a, a recurring thing to the show is Loki's glorious purpose. Cause he starts the show and he's like, you know, I am Loki and I am burdened with glorious purpose, which you assume is to, you know, be the ruler of Earth, Asgard, the universe, but you you kind of learn that Loki is destined for other things, and another thing that's kind of beaten into Loki is that like you're a nobody. Your only purpose in the timeline is to inspire others to be better, like Thor in the Avengers, and Loki doesn't want to be that. he doesn't want to be alone. He hates being alone, yes, so that's that and then episode one kind of ends with the revelation that the uh variant who has been tracking down um the uh who who has been attacking tva patrols is sylvie a variant loki we don't find out that it's female loki but i i i and i think everyone else was like yeah they're gonna do lady loki why why aren't they showing the face do you have any more uh comments about uh episode one
1: no, no, other than the fact that a lot of the jokes in it sucked, like I said earlier. there really, It's just these really weird, sort of thoughtless jokes. One of the dumbest ones is, this sheet of paper has everything you've ever said written on it. Can you verify that's what happened? It's ostensibly trying to set up something else later, but it doesn't really set up anything with the villain...
0: I think it would have been funnier if we got, like, a few cuts of him actually, like, signing each of the paperwork and just, like, reading, like, I said this?
1: Yeah, that would have and been fun.
0: Like, and then the guy's like, yes, 1900, July 17th, 8.50 a.m., you said the N-word.
1: <laughs> um, but, but even then, that just doesn't make any sense, because that's not what the fucking TVA does. That sounds like the TVA is a, a time management office that just brings people in who are sort of lost. Yeah, the,
0: the, the, the space
1: DMV. Right. But again, that's not what they are. They're the time police. They're not time DMV. They're the time police. Yeah. If they'd gone time DMV route, then it would have made sense. But it's, it's setting up a different show with different tones. And that's applicable to most of the first episode's humor it just doesn't fit the show most of the rest of the show's humor fits it very well which is why i found it very odd in the first episode and uh, i'm glad we got away from the first episode's humor and uh i'm glad i didn't watch the first episode and then watch the last episode and then draw a conclusion about the show mm. anyhow those are my thoughts on the first episode
0: well, i i guess we could talk about one of the big things one of the all oh, this ruins the entire mcu sort of thing Is the on the question of free will? Yes, a lot of people came away from the show. I started the show with
1: the opinion, and then came away with, in a lot of cases,
0: Same opinion, which is that there is no free will in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because everything is written by three space lizards. If you go off the path that they set, you get deleted. As as we'll learn that the, the the three space lizards might not actually exist. But my counter to, to, to that is that you do have free will because then, then time variants don't exist.
1: Yes, definitively time variants wouldn't exist if you actually didn't have free will. Sylvie couldn't exist if she did not have free will.
0: Yeah, I, 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 used, I used the, the metaphor um, to someone who it flew over your head. And you would agree that in the real world, you have free will, right? You could do whatever you want. Agreed. If you wanted to. Very much. But let's say you did. You wanted to do something horrible. You murdered someone. You shared CP on the internet, and then the FBI showed up. It burst down your door. A big black woman showed up and put put uh. Put you in handcuffs, handcuffs on you
1: and blew your head off, or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, they they took you in. And they're like, all right, your crimes are especially heinous. We're going to execute you. But you escape and you go on the run, which in, during all of that, you still have free will, correct? Mm-hmm. Still have free will. And, and logistically, if you could somehow continue to evade the FBI for the rest of your life, you could still do whatever you wanted. Yep. Yep. And we see this happen with Sylvie. Where the TVA is the the, the FBI in the scenario and she escapes and she does whatever she likes.
1: Yeah, I mean, she has to be on the run from them all the time and she must try to avoid them in order to continue living her life. But that is her expression of the free will that she has. And you know what? Yeah, she has definitively free will right there
0: and then also from the meta perspective because in the comics the TVA was meant to be basically a metaphor for the writing team and the character that um Owen Wilson plays Mobius was actually based his appearance in the show and in the comics is based on a guy named Mark Gruenwald who was basically in back in the day like the, the Marvel continuity guy like you went to him for your continuity questions and to make sure your comic was all fine and being that they 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 keep like the sacred time they're basically saying this is what's what's canon because you you we can you we can sit in a, in a circle and go all day it's like yeah but what if uh what if tony stark wanted to continue making weapons i would ask you the question why would he do that that's not in his character that's not what happened in iron man like you can what if and it's like oh well what well, well, what if steve rogers signed the sokovia Accords? and that i would again go to you why why would he do that that doesn't sound like something steve rogers would do.
1: Yeah, what happened to that Steve Rogers? Why is he doing that? Does he really want to do it? Is he being controlled? Lots of other questions, but... I think the specific thing is, we've already hit it on the head with the free will shit. The characters in Marvel always had free will. However, only a certain amount of those decisions were considered safe. And anybody who did something outside of that ring of safe decisions was killed. They always had the free will to do whatever they wanted. And ostensibly, there is a lot of wiggle room in that. I mean, shit. Femme Loki was okay until eight years old. What? Why didn't they prune her when she was born? Why didn't they prune the sperm that went into the fucking mother of Loki? Uh, Throg is in the universe. And it's, he's an adult. Frog Thor exists, and he managed to get somewhere. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, there was a cutscene of Throg beating up a uh, human Loki.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He got he got at least that far before he got pruned.
1: Yeah. So, at the very least, there can be some pretty dramatic visual differences between characters, and we see uh, there's some other characters. Well, we're we're in spoiler territory. Screw it. There's a whole army of Lokis who made it to adulthood and were very clearly nothing like our Loki. Like, just totally unlike our Loki.
0: Yeah, like we meet President Loki from the Vote Loki comics. And according to the Marvel.com website, his Nexus event was just simply he ran for president and he won. Which means had he lost, he'd be fine
1: right so how the hell did he not get pruned well simple there is some leeway in the holy timeline because alright we're in spoilers but people who didn't watch the show and are just listening to this the reason all of this shit happens there are no time lords there is one lord of time and it was as a lot of people predicted very cleverly it is not a time lord it is actually Kang the Conqueror. It is actually Kang. Who is... What, what are his other names? He Who... Yeah, He Who Remains. He Who Remains. Other shit that they... They don't actually call him Kang in the show. It's Kang. It's Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And Kang, this version of Kang, is somewhat benevolent. He is somewhat courteous. He's somewhat selfless. Because he is managing time not to keep... The, not to keep everything well he is doing it to keep everything safe but he's not doing it to stop all variants he's not doing it to make just one timeline, that's not true there are a couple of different universes maybe infinitely many universes fitting within this small ring, and it's, a, it's actually a great thing, they graphically represent all of the universes as a solid physically thickened beam of light circling around a castle And when the timeline, spoiler alert, the timelines break apart at the end, there's little lightning cracks that split off of it, and those are their own individual timelines. So there are millions, billions, trillions, infinitely many timelines that are just existing around this one timeline that he allows to exist. And he is allowing these timelines to exist because they don't make another version of him the whole show every single nexus event that could happen is one that will eventually lead to a version of kang the conqueror being created doesn't matter what kind it could make another version of the benevolent king the conqueror but he doesn't know and he's never bothered to try Because he already came from a multiversal war fighting all the other Kang the Conquerors. Our guy won, and he's managing time. And, oh, why did I start going on this point? Why did I start going on this point?
0: The free will stuff.
1: The free will stuff, yes. So, he's not even doing it to stop people from doing certain things. Like, President Loki only caused the Kang the Conqueror to be born because he became president. Don't know how. Don't know how, but he can't let another Kang come into existence and that's that's the full explanation for it is it perfect? Loki's
0: tax policy would be?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's perfect I think there's probably more fun ways they could have gone about it certainly the exposition dumped a little too hard at the end, it could have been eased out across a greater period of time but um, let's keep on rolling, we we're on episode 2 I think
0: Yes, episode two. So episode two picks up Loki, with without anything to do, he's basically just been taking TVA classes, trying to learn as much as he can. He's being assisted by Miss Minutes, which is this little like like '60s cartoon looking like clock lady who's played by Tara Strong. Um yes. Then he gets sent uh, with Mobius. Uh, he takes him to uh, uh, like a like a Renaissance fair in the '90s where uh, where Sylvie had. Uh, taking out a bunch of uh, TVA officers in a really bad fight scene where she picks them off one by one, and they all just kind of stand around being kicked off. Yeah, nobody, it, nobody reacts to their friends is, burning alive again, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's just once again a pretty piss-poor fight scene, honestly. Don't know why it had to be like that.
0: Yeah, so L- Loki Loki goes in, and he asks the question, like, okay, well, why, why can't we just time travel and stop the variant from going on? But then Mobius says, that, uh, like, like, like the the branch is still opening up, and because time is fucky, you have to show up of the like in the present of, of the branch. So they go into the tent and they look around, and Loki tries to pull a con on them, uh, because Loki wants to get to the Time Masters, because presumably he wants to kill them and roll the TVA. But Mobius sees through the bullshit, uh, Loki and hit, you know, they take Loki away. Uh, Mobius goes to the judge, uh, Renslayer, who was prosecuting Loki, and he asks the question, "Hey, I, how are the Time Masters? I've never met them." And she's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? They're they're managing the Sacred Timeline. Get out." So he takes he takes Loki. He's really not trusting of him at this point, and he basically assigns Loki to go do some research. And Loki, uh, the only files he's able to get in the TVA's library is a file on himself, and he finds the file for Ragnarok, which is listed in the files of apocalypses. And he notices that there is no variance energy detected at Ragnarok, which comes to his conclusion that variance uh, nexus events can't happen during apocalypses. So him and Mobius go to Pompeii to test the theory. And Loki makes a big ruckus, he announces himself to everybody, he lets some guy's pigs fly, but not fly, but left free, and Mobius finds that there isn't a Nexus event because it doesn't really matter. Everything's going to shit anyway. But you know, this area is about to Everybody there will die. Destroyed.
1: That's the important thing. Everybody dies, so there's no Nexus event because none of it will matter in the end.
0: Yes. And then <coughs> uh, they cross reference Apocalypse's with some gum they found uh, at another Nexus event that the uh, variant was responsible for and find out that she's hiding in 2050 at a rocks cart. Which is the uh, which is like a future supermarket owned by the Marvel Corporation. Roxxon. so they go there, um, and Loki realizes that his variant has the ability to uh, enchant people. Which is a thing where she gets into their heads and spo- and uh, spins like a like a fake reality for, for for them to be in, and then gets to control them. Uh, Loki gets thrown around a bit because she turns into like a big trucker dude, and he just completely wrecks Loki's shit. Uh, the writers kind of forgot that Loki has superpowers in the show. That is the it's one really like. thing.
1: He just has no yeah, super strength.
0: It, it's very inconsistent, because sometimes <clears throat> he can, like, throw a guy across the room. The other guys, he just gets manhandled by regular humans.
1: Yeah, and the the, the funniest thing is, it's not even, again, it's not even in service to and stronger than man. It's just bad writing. <laughs> it's just bad yeah. choreography.
0: So she, th- so she, she like you know she she beats him around a bit, and then she reveals herself that she's a girl. Dun dun dun.
1: Dun dun And then, and then
0: she, and then she, uh, she drops a bunch of the TVA's, um, uh, like reset charges um, across the uh, the timeline to distract them, so they're busy with that, so she can sneak in the TVA and kill the timekeepers. And then uh, Loki follows after her because he has questions. And then that leads us into Episode 3. First, do you have any uh, thoughts on Episode 2 you'd like to get out?
1: Uh, it was, a, it was a much better episode than the first one. So much better. So much nicer. I agree. It was really where the show needed to go, or I was going to lose interest fast. And it, it picked up uh-huh. in a good way. Very good way.
0: <clears throat> also, Sylvie's pretty hot. Sylvie is pretty hot. Moving on. So, uh, Episode 3, uh, pretty hot Sylvie. Uh, goes and murders a bunch of TVA agents in a less than accessible fu- there's a lot of cuts but it's not like I can tell that the actors doing most it's of it just, but they're just they're just cutting
1: it's, it's just, yeah.
0: yeah so she makes it to the like right she's right at the elevators and then Loki shows up and they have a fight and they they kind of like even out but then Renslayer shows up and she's about to prune the both of them but then Loki uh sends them to a planet called Lamentis, which is unfortunately the worst apocalypse that was on Sylvie's time pad. And they have another fight, and then there's, like, a little bit of deception, because Loki puts the, uh, uh, the time pad inside, inside himself. He's like, we got, like, you know, we're stuck to each other. We gotta get off this planet. Which, um, it, it, it's on a moon that's about to collide with its planet. Or it's a planet that's about to collide with its moon. I would think that it is the moon, because the planet seems a lot bigger than it. But regardless, there's meteor it's super storms, death. the planet's pre- Super ultra it, it, death. Yes. So um they they realize that there is a arc on the planet that people are trying to get off of. But uh Sylvie says that nobody makes off the planet, but Loki figures, hey, we're here. So maybe we can we can do it. So they get onto a train. Um, they have a, a nice moment where Loki's like uh, you know, she falls asleep and then he gets kind of drunk with the, the passengers and they kind of talk about their families and, you know, stuff they experienced and stuff like that. It's a good personal moment where they learn about each other. But then it's bad fight scene time. and Loki gets thrown out of the train and Sylvie jumps after him only to find that he broke the pad on his fall. She's really pissed at him, but he's like, hey, Ark. So they go uh, to the Ark, but the planet's like, really started to, to fuck up, and there's meteors coming, and what is probably not one take, but looks like one continuous shot as they're running and fighting through a bunch of buildings, only to find the arc blows up, and they kind of, like, slump to the ground in defeat, and that is the end of episode three. That's the That's the moment I was like, that is a very well done, well shot, very nice looking sequence.
1: Indeed. Indeed. I can agree. And, uh, well, it, it was another really interesting episode. It was the episode where things were really getting crazy. And I yes. think that's what interested me the most, was that it really was hammering home, this is going to be a bit of a crazy show sometimes.
0: Yes. Um, I don't I have anything think... else to say.
1: On to the, on to the next one.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just go on to the next one. So, episode four. So, it picks up. They're kind of like they're sitting on the river, in a kind of like a romantically lit, like apocalypse. I mean, the sky looks nice, but you know you're you're about to be killed by what's what's coming. And Loki, uh, who's starting to develop feelings for Sylvie, tries to kiss her, but this uh, creates a super huge nexus event. Now, I know most people say this is a uh, this is a plot hole because they already said that time that nexus events can't happen during apocalypses. But I would argue that if I showed up to Pompeii With a bomb that blew up the Earth That would be a Nexus event
1: Yeah, did they ever explain why that was a Nexus event Or did they just say, yeah, it's a
0: Nexus event They kind of just said that it was just so Like such a fucked up and impossible thing That it created this Nexus event
1: Okay Because I couldn't remember if they'd actually gone out of their way to say it I think it is a bit of a plot hole But, you know we don't really know what they were gonna do if they had kissed, and eh, uh, I just don't really care that much about that specific thing. I just really wanted to enjoy the rest of the show at that point, honestly. Was it a pull out, cop, cop out? Yeah, they they, they may
0: they may have written themselves into a corner. They but did.
1: I, I will take back my statement earlier. They did write themselves
0: into a corner then. Yeah. I I mean, it's fine. It didn't ruin my enjoyment of the show. The show needs to continue on. Obviously, my main character can't die halfway through his own show. So I'll take the concession of it. was Maybe it wasn't the best written, but the story needs to go on. So Mobius brings them back to the Time Variance Authority, and him and Mobius go into the Time Theater again. And this is where I mentioned where Loki, uh, uh, you know, gets kicked around by Sif for a bit. Uh, also glad to see her back since she hasn't been in the MCU since Dark World and then all the other movies is, well, the Thor movies kind of just forgot that she existed. Um, but he stops Sif from kicking him in the balls after it happened like a billion times when he actually apologizes for it. Mm. And she just kind of says that you will always be alone and then leaves and then Mobius comes back out. They have a bit of banter. Also in three uh, Sylvie tells Loki that all the time variants authority are they're all variants they they were plucked out of the timeline and brainwashed into believing in this religion and uh you know the work for the TVA and he tells Mobius this and Mobius feigns like oh yeah I don't believe you you never tell me anything anything correct and he lets um Loki kind of get like dragged off or maybe I think I think he throws him back in the time prison. I can't remember. But Mobius is also having doubts as well because um in that second episode uh, Sylvie had captured uh, a uh, uh, one of the hunters, and she enchanted her and brought her memories back. And this hunter was trying to tell uh, Judge Slayer that there's something going on. We're all variants, but Redslayer pruned her uh, instead of listening. Yes. And then, and then, like once Mobius manages to steal Redslayer's time pad, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, he it kind of clicks in his head. He goes to Loki. Um, he gives him his stuff, and he says, "You're free to be whoever you want to be." But unfortunately, Red Slayer shows up and prunes Mobius. That is the end of him for now. So um, Red Slayer takes Loki to uh, talk before the Timekeepers. But luckily, a uh, big, strong black woman takes. Uh, Sylvie to uh the rocks cart and Sylvie enchants her to give her memory back and then Sylvie, Black Woman and uh Loki uh have a not very good fight scene against like some TVA grunts and uh Sylvie decapitates the timekeepers and realizes that they were all animatronic.
1: Yep, very, very what the fuck kinda of moment <clears throat> at the end of that episode there.
0: If I didn't already see that coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Because it wasn't going to be timekeepers. They they got to the timekeepers too early. They were too generic looking. Uh, they were too generic in general. They didn't really sound like characters. Uh, it was okay. I, I think yeah. I like that and decision.
0: That, and then Loki is about to profess his love to Sylvie. But then he gets pruned. But yes. end credit scene. Loki, like all the other times he's been killed, comes back. And he sees a uh, big black man Loki with a hammer. Alligator Loki, Kid Loki, and Classic Loki, who's in the original 70s Loki costume, and that is Richard E. Grant's character, as I as I mentioned before in the non spoiler review.
1: Yes, very very fun characters. uh They don't get a lot of spotlight, honestly. They're just there. They get a couple of moments, and then they're actually out of the story right afterwards. But we'll I I, after.
0: hope, I hope they do something with them, maybe in the second season.
1: Maybe. Potentially. I I would be surprised if they didn't come back. There's going to be a second season, by the way, if Twitter hasn't spoiled you on that at this point in time. Yeah. yeah. Um...
0: I I thought that episode was pretty solid.
1: I think it was getting to be more... a very solid show at that point. There were still Mm -hmm. weird, shitty things that kept happening from moment to moment. Like the fight scenes. Again, I don't know how it could have possibly gotten as bad as it did at some points, but it's over. The fight scenes weren't that bad to the point that they ruined the show, but they did bog it down quite a bit.
0: Yes. But there was a good fight so, scene
1: coming up in the next episode. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so episode 5. So we, we cut back to where we left Loki. Um. He he, he wakes up, he gets up, and, they, and he finds out that he is in the void at the end of time, because all potential timelines just slam together at the, the end of time. And the the, the void is littered um, with stuff like there's a destroyed New York. There's a big uh, yellow jacket head. There's a, a Ronan the Accuser's ship from Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a Thanos copter. A lot, of, a lot of fun, neat little Easter eggs. And the other Lokis tell him that there's a big smoke uh, monster called Alioth that eats uh, all the stuff, because, uh, they can't fully delete all the matter in a timeline, and anything that doesn't get deleted ends up They actually can't delete any matter.
1: They have to send it back there
0: where it does, where
1: it does eventually get eaten.
0: Yes. So, uh, Loki, uh, uh, he follows the other Lokis back to their little like, uh, like, bowling alley hideout. He learns that kid Loki killed Thor, and that's why he's a variant. Alligator Loki ate the wrong neighbor's cat. Uh, the the big black man Loki uh set, claims that he uh killed Captain America and Iron Man and took the Affinity Gauntlet for himself, but none of them believe them. And then we find out the classic Loki um f- made an illusion that fooled Thanos and he hid away as uh debris and then like took an escape pod and like went and lived on like a planet for the rest of his life. But then he uh he felt really he felt started to feel bad and he wanted to know if Thor was still out there, and if he still loved him. But as soon as he stepped foot off the planet, the TVA came and nabbed him. Yep. Which, which also explains why the TVA didn't go after Steve Rogers, is because he didn't do the timeline. So as long as the timeline still goes on like its normal path, Loki died, inspires Thor, Thor, you know, gets Thanos in the chest, everything was fine, until Loki was about to make his grand re-entrance.
1: And then, it, then it was a problem. And again, yeah. he has free will. He lived a whole life. He's old man Loki, which kind of do gods age in Marvel? Is that what they're trying to tell us? That yeah, they... yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Asgardians are just aliens, and they just have a really long lifespans.
1: Okay, just kind of odd, but all right. Um, so that's that. So.
0: Yeah, so they, they have a little discussion on like what it means to be a Loki, and Loki's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to stab Alioth, which is the smoke monster. And they don't really believe him. And then Loki tries to leave. And then President Loki and his Loki army show up. And then, uh, as it turns out, Black Loki uh, betrays the other Lokis. And then President Loki betrays him. And then the army of Lokis betrays President Loki. Uh, there's a bit of a very funny fight scene where they all start beating each other up. An alligator Loki b- bites off uh, President Loki's hand. And then we see that classic Loki, like he mentioned before in a story, is very good at illusions. And he creates some illusions to fight the Loki army so they can escape. And then at this point, uh, Sylvie has pruned herself back at the TVA to go be with Loki. And she runs into Mobius, who also survived like everybody else who gets pruned. And they meet up with the rest of the army, with, the, the, with our group of Lokis. You know they they hug they you know they him and Sylvie share a tender moment, and Mobius uh, goes back to the TVA to set things right while uh, Sylvie and Loki try to enchant the smoke monsters so they can get out. And unfortunately, classic Loki is killed when, as Bates, he makes it a a whole illusion of Asgard in the void, and finally him fulfills his glorious purpose and is killed by the smoke monster but sylvie and loki are able to enchant the monster and the citadel at the end of time is revealed to them and that is the end of episode five which i think is my favorite episode
1: yeah that was a really solid episode from beginning to end with a great cliffhanger and the next episode i think it kind of lives up to it i think it kind of lives up to it
0: There's a lot of good stuff like with classic Loki, absolutely kills it. Um, performance wise is a very interesting character that I kind of wish we got to learn more about before he was met his untimely end.
1: Yep, yep.
0: So, episode six so, uh, our two anti heroes, I guess we'll call them, enter the citadel and they encounter Miss Minutes, a jub scare, and she's got a really scary face, and she tells them that uh the man behind it all he who remains is waiting for them and she kind of offers them to uh um basically like leave now and you'll get whatever you whatever like everything you ever wanted yep but they don't buy that and they continue onwards meanwhile um uh is trying to um get everything figured out because despite knowing that she's uh uh, a variant. She wants to be still under the control of whoever's behind it, and Miss Minutes gives her a uh, a separate set of files and says that he wants you to read these to go meet him. And so, Mobius Mobius shows up. This is the moment Matt and me were talking about. Um, he shows up and says that they went and showed the TVA the the real uh, Ren Slayer, the non variant version, and you know they're all on the same page now, but. Renslayer says that free will is only sh- the only person who should get free will is the the man behind it all, and she shoves him to the ground and leaves. And then we cut back to Loki and Sylvie, who have met the man behind it all, who calls himself he who remains what uh, astute watchers will realize is actually Kang the Conqueror. And he explains that he came from like the thirty first century and he discovered the multiverse and he started talking and you know. And around with his variants, but some of them were evil and they wanted to conquer the multiverse. And then this big multiversal war started. But then the, he found the smoke monster in like the chaos of it all, birthed it, and he used it to eat all of the other timelines and created the TVA to police the sacred timeline, quote unquote, to prevent a variant of himself from showing up and starting everything all over. And as he's talking, to Sylvie and Loki, he is running out of time because being that he is the one who dictates the flow of it, at some point, there is going to be a stretch of time that's like rewritten. It is the time that they will be able to actually do something, and he gives them two choices. Rule the TVA as Loki and Loki, and keep the Sacred Timeline fine, or kill him and open the multiverse back up, but they better be careful, because he says his variants are a lot more evil than he is. Sylvie, whose mission from the beginning was to blow up the TVA, decides that she wants to kill Kang. But Loki believes him, and they kind of have a falling out where she realizes that... Well, she in her head thinks that lo- this is just Loki trying to rule everything else, and he didn't like really learn anything. And they have a little bit of a fight, which is pr- pretty pretty decent. It's pretty okay. And then... um. She pushes Loki into a time portal and sends him back to TVA, and she decapitates Kang, and then the whole multiverse opens up, and Loki is just kind of alone again, and he's just, you know, in shock that, that the woman he loved did this to him. But he hurries to go find uh, Mobius and big black woman, and he starts going like, like listen, you have to understand, like the, the timeline's freed up but they don't really seem to recognize him, thinking that he's some kind of, like, clerk or client. But that, And then as Loki turns, he realizes that time is more screwed up than Kang said it would be, as the Timekeeper statues have been replaced with uh, Kang wearing his comic book costume. And that is the end of the show. The end credits scene is just the usual, Loki will return, that you see at the end of the credits.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know it was a a fun good show while it ran on I think it came out pretty well honestly was the ending perfect no Uh, too much exposition too quick just I I don't know how I don't know the best way to get around it honestly there was just too much too quick they should have probably thought about restructuring the show what we got could have been worse honestly could have been a lot worse I think it's, you know, it's always important to talk about the fact that we've had worse. We've we've been through worse shows and not given them as much as some people give it. Although I don't think the reception was overly negative. There's just some people who have really odd interpretations and opinions from the show.
0: I, I think what some people tend to lose sight of is that, like... Let's take like the Star Wars, like tri- tri- like the, the, the sequel trilogy, for example, of Star Wars. Anyone you probably see on YouTube or talk to in your general circle will probably tell you that they didn't like those movies. Maybe The Force Awakens okay, but they definitely didn't like R- Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. But millions have still flocked to go see those movies, maybe less over time, but for the most part... There's a whole generation of kids that the sequel trilogy is going to be their Star Wars movies and there's still plenty of sequel trilogy fans. There's just a more, you know, the the voice, the voices of the haters just happen to be louder. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I think one channel, for example, was trying to say, like, oh, Loki is failing. It dropped 180,000 viewers after the first episode, but if you pay attention to ratings of the TV show, they drop every single episode until this till the, the series is finally over i mean there are certain shows that like depend, depend like like the, the more like prestige ones where like they'll like plateau out with little little humps but for the most part you'll notice a downward trend of less and less people are tuning in every every week
1: yeah i mean that's how every show goes there's yes. not and of course yeah
0: and of course with like like especially with like tv ratings it's like They're they're, like, like, people like, 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 you like, usually that's just counting people who tuned in and not people who like recorded it on their DVR or like watching it like online through a streaming service that they paid for. The same thing for Loki. Disney keeps their numbers secret, so we can't really know. But I figure if like hashtag Loki's got 150,000 tweets about it and they're all seeming to be positive, someone's enjoying the show.
1: Yeah. I, I think the reception to the show has actually been. The most positive of the last three shows, which matches up with how I view it. I think it's definitively a more enjoyable experience than the previous three uh, previous two shows, I should say. Uh, It's just more interesting. It's really going into a direction where unique Marvel shows should have been going from the start. And I'm I'm glad we're doing it now. I'm glad we're doing it now. Also, the new phase of the MCU it sets up, I assume that's good. I assume after the shows, we're going into phase five with Kang being everywhere. That that has to be the phase five setup, is Kang. There's no way they're yeah, going to just have Kang be a TV show thing.
0: Because well, yeah, uh, he's going to be the villain in Ant Man 3. And Ant Man 3 is the last movie in phase four, except for uh, Fantastic Four, which we don't have a re- release date, but at least makes a little sense because in the comics. um. Uh, he uh, Kang is a future relative of Reed Richards, which they might still do, because we're about to get him they might put that connection, because they didn't explicitly say what Kang's real non-supervillain name is. Yeah. But I figure that we'll at least get him in season 2 of Loki, and he might show up in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which a uh, Hollywood Reporter report said that Loki is going to be in the movie. Nice.
1: Nice.
0: Which it, it, it it's it's yeah it's big. Uh, Doctor Strange finally came back from the grocery store and realized that all of his kids fucked everything up for him.
1: Yeah, he's finally got the thumb out of his ass and he's ready to actually do something for once. Uh.
0: And then also we have the well, now the you know the rumors and stuff about Toby and uh, Andrew uh, something or another being in Spider Man Far From Home. As well as their respective villains and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean they have to be in No Way Home. There's there's no way yeah. they aren't considering all the shit of them being in the same city for months on end. And what was it? Didn't uh, Garfield order pizza or something too many times? And they realized. He yeah, was his there?
0: yeah 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 his his DoorDash dr- dr- driver uh like 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 on like where the tweet was coming from I was like yeah I just delivered to Andrew Garfield and it was Atlanta and they filmed. Most all the Marvel movies in Atlanta because Georgia gives them a bunch of uh, like breaks and stuff like that for taxes. Huh.
1: Interesting. Well, that was my thoughts on Loki. I don't honestly. I'm kind of kind of good. I think I I think I said everything I needed to say.
0: You, you know, I was about to 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 also bring up in terms of like what where the Marvel universe is going in the future. Yeah. Because you know, we have uh, that character like Contessa Valentina that recruits the U.S. agent in uh, the end of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and at the end of Black Widow in the end credit scene, she shows up to Black Widow's sister, and she's like, hey, I got a job for ya. you. You want to get the guy who killed your sister? And she shows uh, Yelena a picture of Hawkeye, which explains why she's going to be in Hawkeye, because she's going to be trying to hunt him down. And my my personal thought is that they're setting up like Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers, and you know, now I think about it, what if Loki is the Thor of the Dark Avengers? Uh, Sylvie, I should say.
1: That would make sense. I think that would make a lot of sense because they're going to do a lot of stuff with Loki from here on. I think they they are finally in a position where they can healthily do that without ruining the continuity or ruining the direction of the, of the movies and the plot. Loki is probably here to stay forever. I think he'll be Uh-oh. a very popular character.
0: Also, as as a lot of people I saw said, oh, they're just gonna have Sylvie upstaged Loki, and it's it's gonna become the Sylvie show. That doesn't happen at the end of this.
1: Yeah, it literally doesn't. It's still from Loki's perspective. Because guess
0: what? It's about fucking Loki, our Loki.
1: Uh, some people are dumb.
0: There's also it's like like Loki feels like a side character in his own show. No?
1: literally no literally no, this is the first time in the MCU where he is unabashedly, unambiguously the hero he's doing I mean, his I mean, best sure, he,
0: sure he's just, like a lot of the times he's kind of riding the wave of the shit he's, that's coming his way, but it's very much his show
1: Yeah, and god forbid a main character have some difficulty with trying to wrestle the direction of the plot away from other characters uh, the... <laughs> It's very rare for most movies nowadays to really get that right. Um, it, there's a lot of middle ground with it, and movies don't even hit that most of the time. Or at least a lot of the movies I've seen recently have failed to have a compelling main character, or at least one who directs the plot. Loki himself actually does a great job of pushing himself into directions in the plot. He grabs on to Destiny with his own two fucking hands. And it is nice, it's great to see him finally do that, considering the history of the character. I think that's a good summation of my thoughts.
0: Yes, I would say um, it's got his ups and downs, but I feel like everything does. I don't think its negatives are too negative, at least for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah, and again, go ahead. It's big uh I, th- I think uh uh I think Alfred Hitchcock said it best, where uh he had a quote that said something to the effect of um the, the 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 true problems are the problems you notice watching it and not the problems that you like you you walk to the fridge to get something out of the ice box, you're like, huh, you know what that didn't looking back on it that didn't that didn't make too much sense
1: agreed, agreed, I was pulled in enough by my enjoyment of the show. To ignore any of the plot inconsistencies because it's a time travel plot. Of of course, there's going to be logical inconsistencies. You can't uh, uh, make uh, one without logical inconsistencies. Uh,
0: uh, 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 also, I I proposed this to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, my brother. Uh, he 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 didn't he did because because he hasn't like the show. He didn't go along with this. But I used Doctor Who as an exam an example to. to, to solidify the the free, like, will argument. So, in, Do- in Doctor Who, they run with the thing is that time is a wibbly-wobbly ball. It is not just, like, a straight line. What this means is is basically all past time travel has already occurred. Like, if I if I hopped back in 2002 and told myself something, from the perspective of the timeline, I pop up in 2002, I tell myself something, time goes along till uh, July 19, 2021 at 9.13pm, I pop out, and then a few seconds, I pop back. And if we go off of what I what I assume is, is a similar logic of when so when when they uh when when they like unfucked the sacred timeline and made it one big multiverse. And as we can see from Loki going back, there were ripples throughout time that changed things. Retroactively, everyone had to have free will because retroactively alternate timelines have existed since the beginning of the timeline if you if you get where I'm going yes, with this
1: yes and they just allowed the other timelines to exist
0: it's kind of like at the end of like a dc cro- a crossover event like the crisis things and then like the universe gets put back together and from the perspective of the universe like you know jason todd showed back up but like from the universe's perspective he was he was always re- revived and alive and the moments before like the previous universe aren't aren't there like, clearly they happen, but they've been, like, like it's like overriding a save that you, like, save-edited things into. From the, from the perspective of reality, it's always been like that.
1: Yes. And it it's difficult to even say what they want to go for with the timeline. I'm of the opinion that if you try to nitpick a time travel story on the basis of its time travel rules and logic, and the point of the show or movie isn't the time travel rules or logic you've missed the forest for the trees
0: yeah as, as i go with with in terms of stuff like that it is only when the thing is inconsistent with the rules that they that they set out for themselves and when the the thing is so egregious that it just like li- like it literally just even the way they present it to me it just doesn't make any sense
1: yeah it can make sense while watching the show. If you pick it apart, of course it's not going to work. No time travel story works because time travel isn't real. Physically proven as we understand time travel doesn't work. Just straight up can't. Yes. (sighs) Alright, I think I want to end it here. I'm getting a little
0: hungry and I gotta get some food. That's fine. We will catch you all on Sunday for another riveting episode of Gamer Girl Summer. We'll be reading something. I'm not sure what, but it'll be something. Something gay for the gamer girls. And something hopefully good, because I'm tired of reading bad stuff, because it's been really bad. Yeah,
1: it's been pretty egregious lately. Let's find something good. Yes. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.